Welcome back to Those Happy Places, the podcast that treats theme parks, rides, and attractions like literature. I'm Buddy Duquesne. And I'm Alice White. Hey, Alice. Hi, Buddy. It's Halloween the month. It's the Halloween month. Welcome to October, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh, it feels like I have been waiting for this month all year because I have been waiting for this month all year. Halloween is far and above the best holiday of the year. Prove me wrong. It it absolutely uh, is allowed to be the entire month of October, in my opinion. I feel like we can we can start uh, on October one or maybe even a little before um, enjoying pumpkins and skeletons and ghosts uh, and just generally reveling in the uh, spooky times of Halloween. Exactly. And to get into the spirit of the month, along with watching all our favorite scary movies and uh, enjoying our favorite uh, Halloween snacks, we're going to talk about one of our favorite Halloween attractions. Or well, is it our only Halloween attraction? That, that's funny, Alice, because, you know, um, when we were kind of coming up for the idea of this episode, um, we were asking ourselves, like, well, what Halloween attractions are there? And of course, there are... Um, there are entire theme park overlays like uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. Right. Or uh, Not Scary Farm, which (laughs) we we could attend if we chose. That's the best Um, one. (laughs) That one is a lot of fun. Um, But we started to think to ourselves like, well, what what would be an appropriate use of our first Halloween themed episode? And we remembered our very favorite kind of spooky attraction the haunted mansion yes the haunted mansion is spooky and halloween themed on its own but we've already done an episode on the haunted mansion that's right it was episode one and it was awesome i think it's still my favorite yeah it's a it's a great episode and alice i feel like we should refer our listeners back to that episode if they're just joining us yes because it it really will help in the discussion of what we are going to be covering today which is haunted mansion holiday exactly so go back listen to the first episode of this show and then come right back we'll be here we will haunted mansion holiday haunted mansion holiday it is a weird uh overlay isn't it it's it's kind of its own phenomenon at the disney parks i can't think of an overlay um that lasts as long as it does if that makes any sense no, you're absolutely right because oh and maybe we should explain what it is before we talk about about why it sticks around so long. The Haunted Mansion Holiday is an overlay for the Haunted Mansion uh to the theme of uh Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um and as such, you've got your Halloween and you've got your Christmas and you've got your just holiday vibes in general. They set up the Haunted Mansion holiday at the end of September and they keep it along. They keep it around until the beginning of January. It's so, a f- full quarter of the year. Yeah, for, for fully one quarter of all of the operating days of this theme park, one of their flagship rides is completely different. Like, not only one of the flagship rides, one of um, the most beloved classic rides in the entire theme park, you cannot ride the original version of between the months of October and January. And I, I find that to be kind of ridiculous, if I'm if I'm being honest. I mean, 
Haunted Mansion is a spooky ride, it would be kind of appropriate to have it stay Halloween-y at Halloween times. It uh, would be extremely appropriate. <laughs> and yet, I've never thought about it before, but that's a really long time for it to be a different ride altogether. Now, it, it should be stated that this is only the Disneyland Haunted Mansion that changes and uh, uh, Tokyo um, changes, right? Tokyo's Haunted Mansion. Yes, Tokyo's Haunted Mansion changes. Walt Disney World... Uh, Shanghai, Euro Disney, none of those change. They all keep their their haunted attractions the same all year round. Um, but Disneyland and the original Haunted Mansion attraction is just for for three entire months, just not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 crazy. And and the thing is, it is there. We should we should also be clear that the ride doesn't change that substantially no um, it doesn't change format and the ride vehicles are the same and and the you know the the vibe changes a little but it's all still like spooky themed it, and it's it's not different it's just different <laughs> <laughs> different with a question mark perfect um so so yeah. other overlays maybe perhaps more permanent overlays like uh mission breakout at california adventure or less permanent overlays like uh space mountain ghost galaxy um really don't take up as much of the year or make strides to differentiate themselves from the original attraction but haunted mansion holiday is kind of unique in that it's uh entirely referential to both the film nightmare before christmas and your knowledge of the original Haunted Mansion attraction, right? So, right. so the ride is structured the same. Audiences uh, come in through the graveyard. They spend time in the foyer where they are greeted by the ghost host, who now speaks exclusively in rhyme. Um, <laughs> so it was the nightmare before Christmas and all through the house, right? So we got that whole thing going. You step into the elevator or stretching room. Uh, Jack Skellington's face appears at the top of the room instead of a uh, instead of a hanging body. Um, so it in that way is less scary. Um, you go through the gallery. The pictures have all been Nightmare Before Christmas did, uh, if that's a <laughs> verb. Um, it is now. Board the Doom buggies and you and then go you take through the your, mansion. Yeah, you take your tour through the mansion with uh, your ghost host leading the way. Right, the ghost host leads the way, still speaking in rhyme, uh, and every scene has some Nightmare Before Christmas thing added to it. Notably, Madame Leota is still in her crystal ball, but is now doing a, a Christmas themed rhyming chant. She's doing um, the tw um, she's doing uh, the Twelve Days of Christmas, but oh, it's. Yeah. It's on the, you know, on, on the 12th day of Christmas, my ghoul love gave to me. And she, she does, she does it like a chant, like, a um, yeah. And she's counting down, but instead of the, the typical, um, uh, 12 pipers piping, 11 drummers drumming or whatever. Um, it's like, sp like spooky things. Um, <laughs> like, like, uh, like calling for, seances or bells ringing and you know like like the her madame leota themed stuff right 
And and now her crystal ball actually looks like a giant glass ornament as well, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cute. Um, so so there's a lot of little changes like that where the characters and scenes that are familiar to us as fans of the haunted mansion are intact, but are in some way uh, twisted, um, which is which is pretty interesting um, because I can't think of another uh, overlay that does that. Uh, where the same ride track and uh, kind of mood a little bit is still intended and yet this twist is put on it that says also it's this different special thing um, that only comes for one quarter of the year so get in here quick Um, (laughs) so so Alice I gotta ask you a question before we get started go ahead before we really start picking apart uh, the differences and maybe strengths and weaknesses of this overlay, I have to know your answer to the age-old question. <laughs> Is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Age-old question indeed. You know, I have this debate with my fiance every year multiple times a year, but always between October 1st and December 31st. We fight about this. I maintain, I insist that The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie. Oh, man. See, that's the thing. I disagree wholeheartedly. You do not. I do. Uh, Why, before before we start fighting, why do you say (laughs) Halloween movie? Okay, I say Halloween movie because like way more of the movie takes place in Halloween Town than in Christmas Town. Just like so much of it is in Halloween Town. It's a, a movie about a skeleton. He's uh, it, it's 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 spooky and scary at times. It's 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 more spooky and scary, I think, than Christmassy and happy. And I know it's got its happy Christmas ending, but your main villain is in Halloween Town. Your uh, I want song. I mean, if you structure it like a musical, your I want I want song is is in Halloween Town. It's a Halloween Town movie the town of halloween i keep saying halloween town like that's what it's called but it's <laughs> right <laughs> but that's this a different town called halloween, halloween. It's, right. halloween town's a different disney movie um as, as we have pointed as out we've established we've established this yes but i'm still gonna call it that anyways right. it's it's a this i i I know what you're going to say. I know you well enough to know what you're going to say. Um, But I think that this movie is more appropriately watched throughout the month of October than throughout the month of December. I will take your point. I I believe that your point is valid. I believe that it's a very, very Halloween-y movie. I think what qualifies it as a slightly more Christmassy movie is that really the theme of Nightmare Before Christmas is about the meaning of holidays. And I think it's a Christmas movie for people who don't like Christmas movies. Um, and it's it's more about like talking about Christmas and what that means and what Christmas needs than it is about those things for Halloween. And that makes okay. it slightly more Christmas Christmassy, in my opinion. All right, but. I knew you. I knew you were going to say that. I knew. I knew that you were going to say, but it's about the meaning of Christmas. I mean, it isn't really. It's not. <laughs> it's not like the Charlie Brown Christmas special no, where everybody stands it's... around a tree and sings. Like it's. It's about 
it's it's about Christmas's unique meaning more than it's about Halloween's unique meaning, which is like scariness, I guess, is, is what it gets uh, boiled down to. Yeah, but he, I just think Jack's big arc and his understanding of, we'll call it the Christmas spirit, is 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 an important part of his uh, character development, uh, and I and I understand that, and that is why I think people say it's a Christmas uh, movie. However, um, his his arc ends with him coming to the understanding that he belongs in Halloween, that he himself, the character, is is a Halloween character and that he he says and i and i can't wait for next halloween because i've got some new ideas that'll really make them scream i love this movie so much i'll recite the whole thing for you later um and he he his his big epiphany uh, at the end of the song jack's lament is that halloween is for him and he's our hero he's our main character and therefore, Halloween is for us. I, I, that's it, to me. Halloween is so much a part of our main character's identity that it, it's a Halloween movie. Okay, you know what? Agree to disagree on this. And Alice, I'd like to offer a third path. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Thanksgiving movie <laughs> to be viewed only in the month of November. <laughs> During the all-too-dry Thanksgiving movie season. You know what? You know what? Let's say that what I was saying before about how I knew you'd say that the the theme of the movie is like about the meaning of Christmas. Maybe the theme of the movie is about being thankful for what you have and going home to your roots and your family. And therefore, it's a Thanksgiving movie. You know what, Alice? That is not what I thought the movie was about. But now it is what I think the movie's about. It's a a Thanksgiving movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie. And it always has been. And, And the thing is that I know that there's a Thanksgiving town in this universe. Uh, and an Easter town because they're, they're both of those doors are do- doors that we see. Yes. Um, but we're never going to get the it was the Easter before Thanksgiving movie or whatever. So, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and call it right here. This is the Thanksgivingist movie uh, that exists outside of uh, the 1980s comedy Dutch, which is the Thanksgiving <laughs> the, movie. The Thanksgiving movie. You're correct. Um so that's the theme of the Nightmare Before Christmas. I think I nailed it. Did we nail it? What really is the Nightmare Before Christmas about, Alice? Um, well, the lesson learned in the Nightmare Before Christmas, I think maybe the most important lesson of the Nightmare Before Christmas is uh, is the, the, the lesson that Jack learns is not to be, I think, reductive of other cultures he um he's he he learns and then he takes and he distills it down to its like most basic borderline offensive parts and then uses it appropriates it for his own purpose and then um and learns his lesson that that's not okay that that you can appreciate other cultures but you don't need to take them away it's a cultural appropriation movie yeah he he sees christmas in such basic terms uh and tries to emulate those very basic terms but very much to the harm of everybody I mean, not just the kids who open up like snake presents, um, <laughs> which is harmful. Um, Very, but also to Santa Claus and himself, who they end up in this kind of 
uh, reverse situation where they, they got to escape from Oogie Boogie and all of this, um, where, where nobody actually gets anything that they need or want out of Jack's version of Christmas. Um, and we see how wrong that is and how bad he is at doing it. I think it's 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 a complicated theme because the theme isn't like well okay hang on mm-hmm. the theme might be stay in your lane do your own thing and don't try to do other people's things but I think it's a little bit more complicated than that it's I think not it's, more it's like, not quite that cut and dry right I think it's more like you need the bigger picture before you try to change or even merge into a lane um you need to know exactly what it is you're getting yourself into. Uh, and, and Jack pretty much learns that lesson. I think he, I think he does. And I think uh, part of that is, um, is it, it comes from, and this is not a nightmare before Christmas band cast, but I've been thinking about this a lot um, is, is that he learns this lesson about the, about the meaning of Christmas. We'll say about his connections with other people and his connection to his home and the, his connection to his family, specifically his relationship with Sally. And he gets this, this meaning of Christmas kind of, Oh, well that's their world and that's their life but I and and I now understand it because now I understand why people like the Christmas season so much and all of this like loving and caring and and whatnot that comes Christmas but my place as Jack Skellington the the pumpkin king is is at home with the people that I love and care about and so well all right maybe I'm coming around to it being a Christmas movie anyways (laughs) um did Jack learn that lesson though? Because his last words to the audience are, "Next Halloween's going to be awesome." <laughs> right. He's he's saying, "Next Halloween is going to be awesome." But then, according to this timeline that's established by bringing it back around to Haunted Mansion Holiday, the very next thing that he does really is establish a new kind of Christmas at the Haunted Mansion. Did he learn his lesson, buddy, or is he just? Did he take Christmas again and decide to to decorate the Haunted Mansion because he just like couldn't let go of Christmas because he just he just like can't stop celebrating Christmas, even though he knows that he's better at Halloween. So he just had to do it. But he so he took over the Haunted Mansion. Is that it? Is that what he did? We encounter Jack twice in the attraction. Uh, First in the stretching room where he's just like, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. He's dressed as Santa. Very cute. Um, And then later in the graveyard scene, we see a triumphant almost full size. Yeah, it's it's really cool. This jubilant Jack uh, animatronic. And he's standing there with Zero and they're decked out in their Christmas finery. And Jack's like, oh, man, I really did it this time. I got it. I nailed it. I did Christmas perfect. <laughs> and I think, Alice, I, I, you know, this is a little bit of live podcast magic. But like what I'm realizing is that the reason this works for Jack might be because his influence on Christmas when he tried to, like, bring it to the world as Sandy Claus um, <laughs> was corrupting and bad because it was, like, this big out-there thing, and he was encroaching on on uh, this, like, wholesome Christmassy thing. Um, this might have worked because it was on a smaller scale, and he wasn't corrupting anything, 
he was Christmasing uncorrupting up, it. Yeah, he was uncorrupting. <laughs> he was uh, Christmasing up a spooky place instead of spookying up a Christmassy place. And I feel like that actually may be why there isn't a ton of cognitive dissonance for the audience because we're like, oh yeah, like spooky Christmas in a spooky place, right? It it works. Um, yeah. So so maybe Jack didn't need to learn his lesson for the Haunted Mansion holiday timeline, if it's canon at all. Um, he just, he didn't need to learn his lesson. He just needed his energies directed in a different way to a more positive space and definitely like a smaller scale. <laughs> right. And and that's what, that's what works so well, I think, because Alice, what is the theme of the Haunted Mansion? The theme of the Haunted Mansion um, as we've talked about before in our first episode, I, I think if you're trying to sum it up in just a couple of sentences, the theme of the Haunted Mansion is um, death is <laughs> present. <laughs> and um, t- I tried not, I tried really hard not to say, <laughs> but uh, inevitable. Um, and but that it's not necessarily sad. There are different ways to approach it, and that, um, and and the, exploring the idea in like a safe space, exploring the idea of life after death, and the possibility of of spirits in our world, and um, and and yeah, like like a. It, it, I mean, even just take the the title of the of the the final song, "Grim Grinning Ghosts." They're grim, they're grinning, and they're ghosts. It's all of, it's like this like um, like merger of death and life. Um, yeah, and it's, that it's that a wasn't positive. a few sentences. That was many sentences. Right, but, but it's kind of a positive take on death. I, I think we were talking about the presence of death positivity. Yes, um, and this this positive space where things can be spooky and fun um where death is acknowledged and present and also not necessarily sad but can be kind of a celebration as well taking that and uh kind of decorrupting it or re-corrupting it depending on how you looking you look at it with <laughs> uh christmas but it's so it's a celebration but it's spooky. It it rhymes, you know. They're they're almost the same uh, theme, right? It's like Christmas, spooky Christmas can work here in the haunted mansion where spookiness is happy, um, and and these two things really do match like way more than than Alice. We were even prepared to talk about when we. Came I know this. we're literally making this up off the top of our head, but I. <laughs> But yeah, it's about it's a I guess it's why they chose the overlay, why they they were like, oh, well, we want to bring Haunted Mansion. We want to we want to do a holiday overlay for the Haunted Mansion. What property can we bring in? From what I understand, that was the timeline um, of designing this attraction was we really want to do something. They they were going to do um a Christmas Carol. Um, and they were, because they were, they were like, well, we need to, uh, uh, country bear Christmas special. And it's a small world holiday. 
uh, were already successful and they're like, we want to bring it to this side of the park. We want to, we want to do something with the Haunted Mansion. It's so popular. We could totally do it. He said Christmas Carol was, um, was not the right property for it. And, and I then see, they, I could see where Christmas Carol might work. I mean, ghosts on Christmas. Right. And, and there's a certain level of, I mean, Disney has its, its own relationship with the Christmas Carol so there, there's a certain amount of brand recognition there. It could work. Um, yes. I would but, be interested to see that alternate version of reality. I, I, I would too, actually. Um, I, but then I, I guess at some point somebody said, but what about Nightmare Before Christmas? Like, what about this property that until then they hadn't really done anything with? It was just, it's a, a it's a, it's a, it was a touchstone property before. Um, and it was, it just kind of like sitting around and they were like, but what if, what if this is 2001? What if we just tried this? And, and I, it's by far the most successful version of it, um, of, of a, of a overlay. I think it must've been weird. I want to be a fly on the wall when someone realized like, Oh my God, we can combine Christmas and Halloween somebody's already done it we don't actually have to work that hard to combine a christmas and spooky like guys it's done you guys all we have to do is take these already memorable and loved characters and just put them in in the haunted mansion it's so easy Uh, and i guess that's why it works so well because it's it's, almost too easy because it's a, like a well-created, like, I, God, I love this movie so much. It's just, it's it's a beautifully made, really unique property that already combines the idea of something so joyful with something so terrifying. And it's, it's, it's really a, a no-brainer to say, well, what if the Haunted Mansion? Like, what if? What? And... And they, I mean, they've done it. I go, I go to Disneyland every year. I try to go to Disneyland every year. And like 90% of the reason I want to go is to ride the Haunted Mansion holiday. And that's the season that I choose to go in is sometime in October or November because I just, I, I love, I love this ride and this overlay and I love the vibes and I love the movie and it just, it, they got me, man. They totally hooked me with it. And I, you know, this is just a theory, but you know, the Nightmare Before Christmas and its popularity had kind of gone through the regular cycle. I think bringing it back in the Disney parks may have very much rejuvenated it in yeah. the hearts and minds of the public. Uh, and and it had made... been like ten years since the movie had come out, right? Didn't the movie come out in in uh, 1993, Sorry. Okay. Well, it had been almost ten years. Eight years. Been... It had been eight years. Yeah, where it was, it was like a cult classic. Um, but they, like, yeah, but it wasn't like a thing that people were still clamoring for all the time, right? But and now, yet. now it's like a household name. Now it's like Nightmare Before Christmas. Got to watch that every year. Got to watch that every year. I think bringing it back in the parks really did solidify it as a, a brand you can count on um, for <laughs> Disney. And and that's not. I'm not. I don't mean that in any, in any cynical way. I I think it was leveraged very effectively by having it be part of this overlay. Um, but the question, Alice, that that leaves us with, and this is a biggie. So the themes of Nightmare Before Christmas and the Haunted Mansion synthesize quite well. But what about the storytelling? 
because at the end of the day, this is characters and animatronics and uh, other set pieces added to a beloved attraction. Uh, kind of willy-nilly, uh, kind of square peg round hole. And I wonder if the attraction is as effective with the overlay on it. Here's what I'm what I was just thinking about as you were saying that, just kind of popping into my head here. Um, what if I mean just I'm gonna leave with a question, buddy, what if you had never ridden a haunted mansion before? And the Haunted Mansion Holiday was your first ride on this attraction. What if you knew nothing about the Haunted Mansion, why there was a mansion there, who was living in there, um, why there's a graveyard? What if you what if you didn't know any of that? You just rode the ride. What would your experience be? I think it would be one long kind of weird series of interactions with my favorite nightmare before christmas characters but it wouldn't be it it wouldn't make any sense it doesn't tell the story of the movie it tells the story of the kind of taking over of this mansion that i have no context for and the ghost host does what he can to kind of bridge the gap in the narration you know there's talking about um jack and his friends come to this town or come to this house and blah 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 sure i like fine but what is this place why is it here right what what does it mean what are these other ghosts these guys don't look like my haunted mansion friends i'm sorry my nightmare before christmas friends who's this madam leota lady she's not from the movie who's blowing (laughs) out birthday candles what's happening in this place i mean the birthday (laughs) candles thing doesn't get a lot of context either in haunted mansion but i but no you're yeah you're totally getting exactly what I'm saying, it would not make sense. It would kind of just be this random Nightmare Before Christmas themed dark ride that makes less sense than like the Snow White dark ride that makes less sense than like there's no plot. Those rides already barely make sense. (laughs) Right. There's no plot. It's just imagery. And that's fine. It, It is effective imagery. But does it by 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 not by not synthesizing, well, I guess the Haunted Mansion really kind of is just, it's just a tour of this spooky house. Um, there's no no plot plot to it, but it does have a story to tell. It has a story about, like we said, about death and about, but, but the Nightmare Before Christmas story is what? Like, like the, Nightmare, the, the story of the Haunted Mansion holiday, what is it? Like, like what is it trying to do? As far as I know, And Alice, please do correct me if I'm wrong. The official explanation is that Jack thinks that the happy haunts could use a little Christmas cheer. Right. That's what I was able to find. I you just did the uh, the ride through video. Did you catch that? No, that is not explicitly stated. It's it's just like it's a spooky house and here's a spooky version of Christmas. And Jack is excited to show it off. It's right. not. It's not saying 999 happy, happy hounds and here's one more Jack Skellington. Bah, 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 bah. Like that would be cool. <laughs> that would actually oh. that would actually synthesize, right? But instead it's just kind of Jack is here and so are all his friends. Let's party. Which is fine. Again, we enjoy this ride. But 
if I had never been on the Haunted Mansion before I saw this ride, I would be so confused. And I worry with an overlay that is fully one quarter of the year. And that popular. And that popular. I worry about, like, wow, is the integrity of the, the ride's storytelling preserved here? I mean, you can't go see Jurassic Park Holiday Edition, where <laughs> all of the T-Rexes have uh, Santa hats, which would be I, very cool. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would do that. that. I would go on that ride, yes. Um, you can't open up Harry Potter uh, Valentine's Edition, where everybody is, I don't know... Uh, sending each other valent. Actually, that's just I, I would. You, I hundred percent. I hundred percent would go ride that ride. Also, <laughs> you know, but you you can't uh, you can't do different versions of most kinds of media. You can at best watch it with director's commentary or um, read it with illustrations or something like that. Right? There there are like little ways that that media can change. Um, in the case of video games, you can uh, do a cheat code and make all of the characters' heads giant or something. Um, <laughs> but, you know, rarely is there, like, now that same thing, but with different characters in the same spaces telling a different story, but you gotta know that first story. Um, and, and You gotta know both of the first stories. Right. You have to know the Haunted Mansion story, you have to know the Nightmare Before Christmas story. You can't you can't go in not knowing anything about either of them. In a lot of ways, it's very meta. It's like you have to. There's a lot of knowledge that you are demanded to have in order to fully enjoy this piece. And if you're not getting the references, well, I mean, you might still have a good time, but uh, you need the context. I would not take somebody who had not been on Haunted Mansion and seen Nightmare Before Christmas on this ride purposefully. I wouldn't be like, oh, wait, hang on let's let's wait uh <laughs> hang on really fast let's stream nightmare before christmas on our phones while we wait in line because it's a two hour long wait and then you'll have context you know what that, for this. that actually might work out <laughs> um, <laughs> That's, i would do that but you know this is a case of needing context and i think there are scenes in the ride that work better in this context or maybe not better but like are utilized most correctly um, I really think that the the graveyard scene at the end, this big graveyard bash, it, it's it's a monster mash. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's really I, great. It, I love all the snow on the on the ground and and the and the iconic um, uh, hill with the curlicue at the end yeah. and everything like that's that's lovely. Jack is there. Sally is there. The singing headstones have been replaced by singing pumpkins, but it works. Everything is snowy and it is that same party that you know and love with a few cool changes. I love it. it it's perfect and it works brilliantly. There are scenes in this version that I think don't work very well. Um, for example, right as you enter the Doom Buggies, um, there's generally like a in, in the usual ride, there's a really dark hallway during which you can't see much of anything. You can hear music and the ghost host has a little bit of narration, um, but it's just like 20 to 30 seconds of darkness. And in the Haunted Mansion Holiday, it's this big technicolor stack of Christmas presents and like there's a couple of those demon kids like on top <laughs> of it teetering on top of it and it's like 
overstimulating. It's too much in that moment. It doesn't let you get into that mood, that eeriness. Now, to be fair, that's not the point of Haunted Mansion Holiday. We're not going for eeriness anymore. Now it's kind of this big bash um, with some like spookier moments. But that hallway, this otherwise really bland black painted hallway that doesn't serve a ton of purpose for me has always been like okay here we go like get ready a... get ready for that atmosphere it's a transition transitionatory space yeah um and in haunted mansion holiday it is very much just like go 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 can't slow down gotta look at something uh and that takes away from the from the rest of the ride for me uh so in some cases this overlay is very effective uh in others a little less so i don't know alice do you have any favorite moments that really stand out to you uh yeah i was just thinking i really like um i really like uh in uh, right after the part that you don't like uh you 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 go up that that hill and you're you're in in the mansion proper um specifically i really really like uh the endless hallway i really like zero at the end of the uh, uh, like in the middle of the hallway and the ghost zero floating around barking and brilliant and, synthesis it, very cool it's it's very pretty and he looks exactly like the candelabra that you usually see floating in the in the hallway and it's just um i i i think i think that that works really well and um and that I guess that that rip kind of in general, um, like you're you're I think maybe as far as synthesis goes, the most like the Haunted Mansion. Like this is the part of the ride that is still definitely the Haunted Mansion. You've got the door, the breathing doors and the knocking doors and everything. And really the only thing that changes about them is the wreaths and stuff. And like um, there's still a, there's still a guy getting out of a coffin and there's still, you know, like that, that's all still there. Although like, why is the coffin in the house in the first place? Like, honestly, <laughs> interior decorators, um, please. So gauche, <laughs> but yeah, that, that kind of gauche. ghost gauche. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that, that space I think is where you still kind of feel like you're on the haunted mansion, but now it's Christmas time and you've got the, the, the really scary wreath, um, that was, uh, in the movie that, that like, uh, they hang the wreath on the, on the door of the little old lady and it grows like all these arms and stuff and is, and, and it's up there and you see it, but you don't see its face. You just see uh, like the wreath is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you're backwards and there it is like right in front of your face. Um, because it slowly is taking over the entire room. Uh, I really like that. That is pretty good. That's my favorite part. Um, and then as far as, uh, less favorite part, I guess, um, trying to blend. Cause the, the part of the haunted mansion that still looks the most antiquated is the ballroom and the part and the birthday party scene. Sure. Um, and they don't change any of the Pepper's ghosts that are in there, like the the candle blowing and the um and the guys dueling in the picture frames and stuff like that. They leave all of those there, but then throw on top of it um more high-tech versions of like Pepper's ghosts and stuff like that. Like it just the the it just looks really, really, really obvious. Like in what is that old moment. And what is new. Exactly. Yeah. And that that to me is always kind of laughable. 
where I'm like, oh man, like look at how far our technology has come. But without the comparison, when I usually ride the Haunted Mansion, it's like, oh wow, what a cool scene, like what a cool effect with the mirrors and stuff. Um, but seeing like how far our tech has come put right next to the old tech, yeah, it's a little jarring. And I think I think that contrast is maybe one of the weakest parts of the overlay that trying to match the classic to this brighter, newer thing um, does result in maybe a weakening of the classic in the eyes of the audience. Bright and new can can kind of outshine the dimmer, uh, less, less polished effects of the 1960s. Um, so it, it really is kind of down to opinion and taste, of course. And at the end of the day, still a pretty great overlay. Um, but I guess if, if we were to kind of sum up, uh, what do we think about its use, the amount of time that it's there, and its overall effect on the audience? I think I'm going to I'll answer one of those despite me loving it and going trying to go every year to see it. Uh, I think it's there too long. I think I I, I feel like it, it shows up earlier and earlier every year, even though they probably have like an exact date in September that they that they put it up. Um, but I think September's too early and I think January's too late and that it's just it feels kind of like when you go into a department store in late October and they've already got their Christmas trees up. Right. And know? it's not even Halloween yet. And it's not even Halloween yet. And you're like, oh, it gets earlier and earlier every year. It feels like a grab almost. You know, like like when when you start seeing commercials on TV with Christmas music and you feel like all of these companies are trying to sell you something, it kind of feels like that. Um, it's there too early, it's there too long because they know it's such a grab and they know it's so successful that that makes it feel almost disingenuous. Like, like it, it almost feels like Disney is trying too hard to make sure that they keep their numbers up when they've never had a problem keeping their numbers up. Especially like, with the Haunted Mansion. Like, that's never been an Especially with the Haunted Mansion. There's never a short line for the Haunted Mansion. I mean, some days are shorter than others, but... I feel like if it was just up maybe from like maybe like two weeks before Halloween to like the day after Christmas would because you want it to, to cover both Halloween and and Christmas. Sure. Um, that might that might be better. It might be more. It might be better. And that way also you get more people who visit during the year, who visit during peak seasons like summer um, and, and, and Christmas who still maybe get the um, the the ability to see the classic um, because yeah, a full quarter of the year dedicated to a new thing is kind of wild. I mean, unless, unless they went all out with it and made it a full on reboot, which I think, you know, for, for as much love as the twilight zone tower of terror had, uh, and as much, uh, beef they had with mission breakout, imagine <laughs> the rioting on main street that there would be oh God. If, if they decided if they to close down the hunter mansion or permanently change it to nightmare before. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and, and that's funny, Alice, because as you were talking about like how much time should this reskin be up, my thought was like, 
maybe it should just be a Christmas overlay. And then we were right back to that same problem. Is it a Christmas or Halloween movie? <laughs> I really feel like, and, and you, you gotta give me this, I, I don't want to have the same argument again. I really feel like the context of the ride overlay is actually different. Would you agree that it maybe makes more sense in Christmas? It... I mean, Maybe. the Haunted Mansion is already a haunted house. That's the Halloweeniest thing in the world. You're I right. I think we should just leave the Nightmare Before Christmas to Christmas and let <laughs> that be Spooky Christmas. It could be Spooky Christmas. Yeah. Make the whole month of December Spooky Christmas. Um, shoot, if they really wanted to stretch it, they could stretch it to the day after Thanksgiving and then we've got Spooky Christmas. I feel like that's when Christmas decorations should go up and I, I feel like that's when Disney already does it. I'm not sure about that. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, but like that is when I feel the Haunted Mansion holiday should go up for the quote-unquote holidays, not necessarily because of Halloween. Yeah, no, I agree. Excellent. So you agree then Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. Resolved. Uh, no! <laughs> oh, oh, don't tell, don't tell Ben. Don't tell my fiance. No, I won't. <laughs> he, uh, he, he tries this with me every year. I He'll, think he, he would rejoice to know that I admitted that maybe admitted I was it. wrong about this. <laughs> well, we'll have to get him to listen to this podcast episode. No, he won't listen. <laughs> Well, Alice, it seems to me that our time talking about the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay has come to an end. That's right, buddy. But the conversation continues on Twitter. You can find us on on Twitter. I'm at Alice White, THP, for those happy places. And I'm at Buddy underscore Duquesne. Duquesne is spelled D-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. And if you message us there on Twitter or drop us an email, you can join our brand new Discord server. Yeah, Discord server. Yeah, we started a Discord server. Um, we decided we really like the format and how much easier it is to have uh, lengthy conversations on Discord rather than on Twitter. Uh, so if you message us uh, on Twitter or uh, drop us an email, you can email me at um, alicewhitepodcast at gmail.com. And I'm buddy.duquesne at gmail.com. And and we'll uh, send you an invite to the Discord server. And then we can talk about uh, about theme parks. We can talk about uh, movies. We can talk about whatever you like. We're on there all the time because it's our new favorite thing. That is totally true. <laughs> um, Alice, did you know that if our listeners are listening to us right now, they are hearing the uh, theme music for our podcast? Our theme music. Let's see. Uh, would that be uh, Golden Gate by the California Feet Warmers featuring Phil Alvin? Yes, it is that band featuring that person. And uh, did you know that there's probably some uh, other music that our listeners might like at www.californiafeetwarmers.com? Excellent. Uh, is there additional music in this episode? Uh, you know what, Alice? I'm thinking that there probably is. And it probably all came from uh, Poddington Bear, an artist on the Free Music Archive. You can find all of Poddington Bear's work at freemusicarchive.org, which is an excellent resource for podcasters looking to add music to their podcasts. And listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review and tell your friends. Uh, every review helps. Uh, every tweet at us makes us happy. Uh, we love to hear from you. And uh, and thank you, listeners, for listening 
to our podcast. Yes, we love hearing from you guys and hearing about your uh, theme park experiences and opinions. It really shows that there's discourse to be had in this community. So again, thank you for being here. And Alice, thank you for being such a great co-host. Oh, buddy, thank you for being the best co-host ever. And we hope that our listeners all return to those happy places.